Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Season 2 of the Blessed Winds Bible Message Podcast. The first year was amazing. This year is going to be amazing, too. Thank you all for listening. So today is another Friday night series. Gave the message at church on Friday night. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So today while I was getting ready, I started thinking about good old days. You know the old times when we were back in school? Remember that? We were carefree. Something to think about. I was like, man, remember when things were carefree? We didn't have a care in the world. We didn't have to worry about anything. I longed for that lack of responsibility. But Lord, right now I need to repent. I need to repent because I sound just like the Israelites in the wilderness. I sound like the Israelites in the wilderness that were happy that they were in slavery and wanted to go back to that. They were in the wilderness and they thought it would be better to go back to be slaves. Exodus 16, 2-3, In the desert the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only... We had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Remember the good old days when we were slaves? Doesn't really sound right, does it? We ain't great then. It was good. It was delicious. What are what exactly are we thinking? What direction are we going? Our flesh is what we want satisfied when we're thinking like that. The Israelites weren't thinking about their freedom. They were thinking about their flesh. They were thinking about their hunger. They were thinking about their taste buds. We were in a different place in our When we start looking back at those good old days, we were in a different place. We weren't here. God prepared us for this day. Whatever this day is, we've been prepared for this day. Looking back and longing for it is just slapping God in the face. The Israelites were longing to be slaves again. Not to God, but to man. They wanted to be slaves to man. They would have rather died in God's eyes than and be alive to man. Not me. I don't want to die in God's eyes. All because of their flesh. Again, their taste buds. When we are longing for things of the flesh, we are longing to be slaves again as well. Jesus died on that cross to stop us from being slaves to sin. Us longing for those days. Us longing for that past. We're longing to be slaves to man, slaves to the devil, and slaves to sin. Romans 6.6 We know that the person we used to be was crucified with Him 
to put an end to sin in our bodies. Because of this, we are no longer slaves to sin. The Lord promised he'd take care of all of our needs. He promised he would take care of us. He'd give us everything that we had. We are more valuable than those two sparrows, right? We are more valuable. And because we are more valuable than those two sparrows, he provides all of our needs. He cares for us. Exodus 16.4.5 Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. So he was going to take care of them. All right, listen. You guys are worried about all those pots of food. I'm going to give you something. Before he did that, he gave them some quail too that day. Started off with quail, but then said, you know what? I'm going to give you guys this manna. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they will prepare what they bring in so that they have twice as much to gather for the other days. So he even counted in the Sabbath when they couldn't go do anything. He even took care of that. He planned for everything. But the Lord was there to take care of all of our needs. He was there to take care of all of their needs. And he's there to take care of all of ours. He gave them sustenance. He gave them bread to eat, to satisfy and sustain them, but not to satisfy their flesh. That's not what it was there for. It was not there to indulge their flesh. The other thing I want you to notice in that initial 16.2, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. He didn't say the whole community pled. He didn't say the whole community prayed aloud and I answered. He said they grumbled. He, they complained. They weren't satisfied with what they had. I know I don't want to be the grumbler. I don't want to be the complainer. Grumbling for the satisfaction of your flesh is when you open the door for the devil. Because the devil's listening, and the devil goes, I got it. I got you. I'm going to take care of you. we got to watch our grumbling and complaining. Later in the wilderness, Numbers 11, 4 through 6, the rabble with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. This manna from God, that's all they see. And did you notice? He didn't say they pled. They wailed. Now they're really whining. They're opening the door for the devil. And they're showing it in these next verses. Lord gave them quail at the end. He did. He said, fine. Here's your quail. We'll give you some meat. But the door was open wide. And the devil came in with a plague. 
the plague came with the quail. And it was the plague they longed for. Exodus 16.3 The Israelites said to them, If only we have died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around eating pots of meat. We ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. They got what they wanted. They got a plague and they died because they let the devil in. They got exactly what they asked for. They showed a great deal of unappreciation towards God. I'm not looking for plagues, are you? I pretty much appreciate what I got. What roads would we have been on in the past when we're looking back? So as we're thinking about it, we're going, man, what the good old days. We're looking back. What roads were we on at that time? Were we on our way to a plague? Were we almost there? And then God showed up and gave us manna? And now we're looking back and going, man, I wish we were there again. No, not me. I'm glad I'm where I'm at. We need to be appreciative of our present. Because what we had in the past brought us to our present. It's okay to remember things of the past just as long as we don't get nostalgic. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Nostalgia is bad? Words matter. So I looked up what nostalgia meant. And nostalgia is defined as a bittersweet longing for things, persons, and situations of the past. The key word is they're bittersweet and longing. Define bittersweet. Producing or expressing a mixture of pain and pleasure. Remember when we were in school and we had fun? Sweet. Do you wish you could have that feeling again? You're being bitter on what you have now. Don't be bitter. Be better. Another term in there was longing. Longing is defined as a strong and persistent yearning or desire, especially one that cannot be fulfilled. We can't go back to what we were before. I had hair on the back of my head at one time. When Adam and Eve ate the fruit, they invited death into the world. That means that we are born... And our flesh dies. So from the day we're born, our flesh begins to die. And so that means things are going to change. You're not going to be the same person physically that you were at 20. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 7. There's a time for everything. Season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born. A time to die time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, 
a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, a time to gather them, and a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, and a time for war, and a time for peace. Like I said, I had hair on my head at one point in time on the back. Every time I got a haircut, it had to be thinned out. I don't have that problem anymore. Ecclesiastes 3.11, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Everything is beautiful in its time. What time is it? It's time. Everybody here is beautiful. We're all beautiful. This is what God wanted us to look like right now. And we look like it. This is what God wanted us to be right now. And we are it. We're all beautiful. Now you have free will. You can choose what goes in your mouth. You can choose what you can say. But we're all where we're supposed to be. And we shouldn't long for something different. My body's different than it used to be. It's okay. It's God's plan. Can't long for those days. Ecclesiastes 7.10 Say not, why were the former days better than these? For it is not from wisdom that you speak of this. It's not of wisdom when we're looking back and asking why are things not the way they were back then. That's not wisdom. That's your flesh. That's your flesh wanting to go back. Turn away. Watch the things you say. It's vanity. It's not having faith in God's plan. I believe God doesn't want us to get stuck in the past like he did uh, not want the Israelites to be slaves in Egypt again. He doesn't want us there. He doesn't want us to be slaves to sin, and we don't want to be slaves to sin. And we're not going to be slaves to sin in Jesus' name. So don't spend the strength God gives you today. Don't spend today's strength on yesterday's issues. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. I frequently sit back. I wish I would have said this instead of that. Can I go back and do that? No. So what is worth the energy of me thinking that I wish I did? The toothpaste is out of the tube. It's not going to go back in. You might have to fix what you said, but you shouldn't sit there with the regret. The regret is just a waste of time. Don't get stuck in the regret of the things you did before you were saved. There's a lot of, a lot of Christians sit back after they're saved and go, I was, I was horrible back in those days. I did this. I did that. I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did that. I was horrible. Don't get stuck there. God, forgave you. 
2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The Apostle Paul was a killer of Christians. He was the one that gave permission to kill Stephen. Stephen was a man of God. Do you think if the devil got a hold of him, he may have had the ability to have some regret? He may have sat back and oh, I'm a terrible person. can't believe I killed all those Christians. I can't believe I've persecuted everybody. Where would we be if the devil got through the Paul with all of that regret? But Paul pushed his way through. And we can too. And we are. We declare it. It's hard to drive a car forward when you can't stop staring in the rearview mirror. Don't let your past get in the way of you seeing your future. You got that rearview mirror there. Keep driving forward. Isaiah 43, 18-19 Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is making a way in the wilderness for us. We might not understand it. We might not be able to see it. But it's happening. We can't dwell on the good or bad from yesterday. Because when we dwell on the good long enough, we start longing for it. We can have those good memories, but we can't long for those days. Paul wrote to the Philippians in Philippians 3.12, Not that I have already obtained this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which is Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Notice, it didn't happen overnight with Paul. You might feel like you're in a struggle right now. So was Paul. He wrote a lot of the Bible. And he struggled through. It may be a struggle, but God has you, just like he had Paul, just like he had the Israelites, if we don't complain and whine. It might not be a light switch. Keep pressing toward God. Keep pressing towards being the bright, shiny beacon on a hill. Keep pressing to the end when God looks up at us and says, Thank you, good and faithful servant. As he ushers you to your heavenly mansion, remember you do not have to forget your past. Our past was never meant to be forgotten. It's meant to be used for earthly wisdom. It should be a place that we shouldn't long for, though. Longing for the past opens the door for Satan through anger, depression, and anxiety. Don't let your good memories turn bad. Use the past to help people overcome their past. It's another strength of the past. 
Your testimony is the strength of the past. Telling people how you came from Satan to God to strengthen them. Focus on the beauty that's right now. We need to stop concerning ourselves with how good it was and look at how good it is. Psalm 118.24 This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, let our minds be ever mindful of the present. Today is the day the Lord has made. I'm rejoicing. I'm glad in it. You ever go on vacation? You try to relive that memory? Or maybe it's some special event you had and you tried to relive it? It doesn't usually work. Why doesn't it work? It's because you have your experiences from before. So all of the excitement, all of the things you had when you first felt it aren't there anymore. You're taking a vacation into the past. And it's just another way the past isn't as good as the present. Live for today. Don't let the devil steal your joy today because you're thinking about yesterday. The manna in the wilderness was meant to be eaten that day. Yesterday's manna was bad. Think about that with the past. Eat the manna for today. Don't try to store it for tomorrow because tomorrow God promised us more manna. It will take care of itself. The Israelites were nostalgic for the days that they were slaves. They lost their hope for the future and they lost out. The future is hope, Romans 5.5. 5. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Another biblical example of living in the present. Think about if you were alive on Silent Saturday, the day after Jesus went to the cross, what were you feeling on Saturday? Despair. You were longing for the times when Jesus was with us. But what did Jesus tell us? He'd be back in three days. The temple would be rebuilt in three days. Imagine if we would have got our wish looking back and Jesus would have come back without resurrecting. If we would have went back to those days, salvation would be lost. Silent Saturday was important. That day was important. It was the present at that time. And then he rose again on Sunday. But before Sunday, we had the hope for the future that he was going to rise. This is Silent Saturday. We are still in Silent Saturday. Jesus is coming back. We have the hope. The past was everything that was given to us. Remember Jesus. Remember his life. Remember his ministry. But don't long for him to return as flesh and blood 
to continue his teachings. No. When he comes back, he's not picking up where he left off. He will be returning to fix the curse of the fallen. He is returning to give the earth back to the righteous. To give the, per the earth back to those that have chosen to follow him. Not to teach us on why we should follow him. So we can't long for those days. I look forward to the future, but I will not forsake the present. This is the day the Lord has made. The future is hope. Don't ignore your silent Saturday. It's the present. That is where we are. So just repeat after me. Lord, I will not live in the past. I will be ever mindful of Silent Saturday. The Silent Saturday I am now in. Remember the days of the past. But I will not long for them. Lord, I know there is a season for everything. I bind the spirit of depression, anxiety, and anger that come out of the past seasons. I understand that my past gives me wisdom, but I will not dwell on it. I look forward to the future, but I will not forsake the present. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Thank you all for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing two weeks in Jesus' name. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe. The podcast is available on all of the podcast vendors. Share it with your friends. If you have a testimony and you'd like to send it to me, please visit www.blessedwins.net. You can find all the podcasts there, and you can find a link to my email. Send me an email. Let me know what's on your mind. Have a blessed two weeks.